right, welcome back, audience of Budding Business. This is our second episode. We're glad that you returned. And today, we are going to be interviewing Loveland's own Jack McCaleb and having him talk to us about his work as a machinist. But before we get into that, let's give you some updates on what Tiger Zinc has been doing in this past week. So this past Wednesday, November 2nd, uh, Tiger Zinc went to Loveland Middle School and presented to a group called Loveland U. Loveland U essentially is a group of adults that are interested in learning about Loveland and kind of getting more educated on where they live and like how uh, Loveland is progressing as a city. And so we collaborated with the Loveland School District and presented to them about who we are as a classroom and how we are like kind of a non-traditional format and setup and how kids are learning in ways you can't quantify. And we kind of worked with the Loveland U members and taught them about ways that we might be able to improve on after going through the pandemic and how we can change the classroom and make learning more effective. So yeah, we just looked at some of the positives and negatives that came out of the way that school has been done over the past couple of years to find solutions to some issues, as well as emphasizing the education on the 10 soft skills that employers are looking for. So that includes things like collaboration, time management, leadership, attention to details, so on and so forth. So we were really able to kind of bounce ideas off each other with people from all different types of backgrounds and come up with a lot of solutions that we hope to implement soon. Uh, also on the front of schools, uh, we have a project coming up, I believe, yes, it is next Friday, November 12th, called Project Lead, where some of our Tiger Zeke members are gonna go down to the middle school and help teach a class for kids, again, on how to work on these soft skills. So not only is this an opportunity for us to work on those, but we're gonna be educating them on how they can grow and improve in ways that aren't really measurable on tests, homework, etc. We also have a meeting with the city of Loveland about a possible dog park where you are uh, working on implementing in the back of Kiwanis Park. We're discussing possible funding and the implementation of our plans for a new dog park where we have gathered information from other dog parks around the city of Cincinnati and putting all of our best ideas into one place for the city of Loveland. All right, that's a pretty brief snapshot of what we have going on right now. But given that we are a non-traditional environment, we thought it'd be fitting that we have someone on who isn't doing things the traditional way. That is the aforementioned Jack McCaleb. Uh, he has taken the alternative route of educating himself in trades, as opposed to the normal high school route, as well as abandoning the college aspect of post-high school education. So, here is our interview with Jack McCaleb, with me and Alex Wolf. Get ready, buckle in. If there's one thing I could tell you beforehand, get ready because it is a grind. All right, good morning again. Uh, we are in the studio. It is 7.23 in the morning, a little bit later. We had some car trouble, some ride trouble, but nonetheless, here we are. And this morning we have with us Jack McCaleb. Hi, how are you? Uh, it's a pleasure to be with you gentlemen this morning. It's a pleasure to have you. Thank you, thank Always. you. So, Jack, the fact that you're here this early and willing to do this says a lot about who you are. Thank you, but, thank you. But, you only have to be here for a little while. Why is that? Well, um, I just take the two classes. I take... Uh, uh, history, or not a history class, an English class, English 12, 
and then topics of math. Uh, and then I leave and I go to work. I work for a machine company or a machine shop called Magna Machine. Um, we make a, a load of different stuff. Um, so yeah, I pretty much just get to leave at after second bell, 9.30. Um, and then I go to work. So for anyone out there who doesn't like school that much, this might be an option for you. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty good uh, not having to go to all, all those classes. Mm -hmm. And uh, after you leave school to go to work, how long are you at work like, each day? Uh, about six hours every day. So I get there about 10 o'clock. Um, then, uh, then I leave around 4 o'clock. I get a lunch break in the middle around noon. Um, it's not bad. Six hours isn't too bad. Uh, over the summer, I was working 10 to 12 hours. Mm -hmm. That was a grind. That was tough. <laughs> um, but I had to cut back my hours due to, due to having to come back to school. Mm -hmm. So like when you were starting out that early in the summer, I remember you were talking about this earlier. What exactly like did you have to do when you were like, like at the very beginning of this process? Like, what do you mean? Like, like what, what at kind work? Of, yeah, what kind of work were you doing? So I was doing this thing called deburring. Um, it's it's um, like the final step in the machining milling process when you're making parts. Um, it's pretty much, uh, so machine will cut, it'll mill it, which is like cutting. That's what milling is. And it'll so it'll mill it, and then it'll like drill holes, right? And But you have like a little bit of excess on the edge of the part where the machine couldn't cut it or like it couldn't tamper the tamper the hole or the edge. So you gotta take like a special knife and cut off this excess, like these burrs, which can be sharp and can cut you. I've cut my hands too many times to count. But um, yeah, it was pretty much 12 hours of deburr, same parts. It was, it's it's a grind <laughs> like um, the production industry the the industrial industry like it's a grind like especially if you're set up like um, where you're only doing one part of like uh, the whole assembly line you know so like you can't it's not feasible to have someone sit there and make like one whole part from beginning to end. So you have like different stations, right? Like mm -hmm. an assembly line. And um, I was at the end of the assembly line when I started. Um, now I'm towards now I'm towards the front. Um, but yeah, it's just the same part day in day out. And so it could be it could be pretty tough. Mm -hmm. So pretty, would you say boring. that it's better being at the front of the line now as opposed to what it was before when you were? Well, I would say so. Because it's just, I'm doing something else. Mm -hmm. So um, I start off in deeper. That was that was rough. I spent about six months doing just that day in, day out. Um, now I'm running a machine that um, mills these parts for a company called Penex, which uh, makes aluminum. And they got, they got contracted by Amazon, I believe, oh. to make... You know how Amazon is trying to make their delivery vans um, all electric? Oh, right, yeah, yeah. So we're making the battery casing for, like, the bottom of the truck. So right now I'm, like, I'm milling the parts for 
for the battery casings. So is that like cool to you that you're like helping a huge company with a major initiative? Uh, to be honest, I don't really think about it like that. I think about like uh, just going in and getting work done, you know? Word. Like um, it really is just a grind. <laughs> like I go in every day. I set up my machine. I'm pretty sure everyone hates me at the shop, though, oh. because my machine is definitely the loudest, and I come in, like, the latest. <laughs> so, like, they'll have, like, four hours or so of, like, pretty close to, like, being pretty quiet for a machine shop, and then I'll come in. It's the loudest machine. You can hear it throughout, like, the whole shop, and the shop's pretty big. Hmm. We got probably about, like, 200 people, I'd say. So you can hear it all over the place. It's so loud. So like, how big is this thing that you're working on? Um, well, the actual parts are probably, I don't know. I want to say from like this table to the wall. So how, how well, big like is that? Probably seven feet, eight feet long. Yeah, so they're pretty long parts. Um, they're not bigger than like a foot or two. And then they're kind of just a square. So it's like a, like a two foot square, but it's like seven feet long. I was made of aluminum, so it can, those can get pretty heavy. I want to imagine that. Yeah. Um, so you obviously seem very committed to this trade now that you've gotten into it. Uh, I want want to ask, how did you hear about this option first? Like, how did you get involved? Well, um, I always knew like I didn't want to go to college. Um, I'm not the best student. I like even I'll admit that. Um, so freshman year, I started to start like uh, stacking up my classes so I could try and get all my credits. And then uh, senior year rolls around and I got, um, I was talking to one of my, he, my like second cousin is the CEO of Magna. Oh. oh. So yeah, it's pretty, I pretty much just networked to get <laughs> in there. Um, obviously being an 18 year old kid, there's not much of a network right now, but um, I got pretty lucky. Um, they they were they were wondering if I wanted to join the apprentice program to learn how to start running the machines and doing like different jobs and stuff, and I was excited. I was like, hell yeah, I'll do it. So um, so yeah, it's pretty much just that. And then talking to Peggy and Miss um, Hamilton, and I I like figured out something. I don't. <laughs> exactly know what I did to be honest but um I talked to them and they were like yeah if you're doing like the apprentice program it's like technically like another class and so they were like yeah you could just leave and go to work and I was like okay bad <laughs> so I mean you've been in the trade for how this is like probably what eight months in for you that you've been in about this? six uh, six or seven months six or seven months there are like some stigmas around working in trades and like I'm just curious that you've now that you've been in for this long do you think that any of those stigmas are valid or do you even know why they are there to begin with uh, I honestly don't know why like more people don't try and do jobs like these because um, especially like the assembly line part is real easy because you're doing the same thing it's like muscle memory mm -hmm. like I don't even have to think about what I'm doing anymore and um, yeah, like I'll, I'll just go in and listen to my audio book. I'm listening <laughs> to Dune right now. Oh my, I need to read that. Yeah. That movie looks so It's good. a shame you didn't go and see the movie. I know, us. I kind of wish I did. It's all right. But um, 
yeah, I get to just listen to Dune and then just um, just do the same thing. I, I, like, I see it so much better because you're starting off in, like, a decent career. Like, some of these guys I work with, they're making, like, six figures, like, easily. Ooh. And um, they drive, like, nice cars into work and got multiple cars, multiple houses. Like, these guys are, like, successful. And there's a lot of some really bright, smart guys there. And so I just don't see, like, I, especially for myself, I didn't think the college route was, was like, for me. Mm -hmm. So, like, I didn't, I, the debt thing, like, having to take out a whole bunch of money, I was, I, that was the very last thing I wanted to do is mm -hmm. being a whole bunch of debt when I'm just starting out my life. So I decided um, I'd like to go to a trade instead. And so I, I think it's been a great fit. Um, I think I'm, I'm a decent worker, you know, and, um, and I, I work with some interesting guys. Um, that's what I've yeah. heard from a lot of people that I've talked to that are in trades is that it always, it brings you around to some interesting people. Oh yes, for sure. Mm -hmm. There's definitely some interesting people. It's like, where do you, where do you see this work you're doing right now taking you down the road in the future? Well, so hopefully, um, we got this thing called the super bay and this is, it's this real big, like, um, I don't know how to describe it. Like big, uh, big, like warehouse kind of, and, um, they got these huge machines and these guys who run the machines they do mostly like government contracts so like um i know one guy he makes like the casings for them like for like missiles and then um there's some other guys who work on um making like the turret protector for um, battleships well <laughs> and so hopefully Hopefully, within a few years, I'll be running those machines, getting experience, you know, and then I don't think I'm going to stay there forever at Magna, but um, I like trades and stuff right now, they're in like such high demand because still everybody's still going to college and everything, you know, so um, like pretty much there's job opportunities all across the country where I can, you know, go and have like a good career for real good money. So you're open to switching trades and going to another industry? Oh yeah. yeah, like I've been just trying to soak up as much as I can since I've been there. Okay. So like um, I've learned how to, how to drive forklifts. Um, Ladies, he's forklift certified. I wouldn't say certified, oh. but, um, <laughs> but I, I definitely know how to maneuver a forklift. Okay. Um, like sandblasting, you know, painting. Just trying to soak up as much yeah. as I can because a lot of these things they go hand in hand like like the welders and the and the machinists they work real close together so hopefully I'll pick up a little bit of welding and then I really will be like a jack of all trades you know oh roll credits <laughs> perfect but um so you're saying like you want to soak up all this knowledge in the trades do you ever like want to start your own practice maybe with all the things that you've learned or do you like where you are now um, keep on doing that type of work? Maybe eventually, you know, like um, as, a, as a kid, I, 
I had this dream of opening up my own um, welding shop. Oh, yeah. Okay. So um, maybe something along the lines of that. Me and um, one of my coworkers talked about maybe opening up our own little machine shop, just buying a machine or two, and um, just working like the two of us. And some of, the, some of those big contracts, they pay well, like 500000 for like a few parts or something. <laughs> like some of these parts we handle are massively expensive. And so like if it's just the two of us working at this little shop, we could make some serious money, mm-hmm. but um, that would be later down the road. I'm right now. I'm just trying to get a few years of experience at least, you know, and then um, we'll see where we go from there. All right. Um, if, is there anything you would maybe go back in time and tell like younger you, like any different approaches, like anything to expect when you're entering the industry, or like maybe other kids that are considering this path like is there any advice um be be prepared to do like the dirty grunt work like because when you first get into a shop it's like you're the little guy you know you're doing all the jobs no one wants like i remember one day i had to clean out this this dumpster pretty much and it was it was about an inch or two thick at the bottom of just like mud and like metal, a whole bunch of gross stuff. And I, the guy said it would take a five minutes, and it ended up taking me two hours. And I was covered head to toe, head to toe, in like mud and probably some feces. It was it was not fun, but um, it's definitely like a grind. You gotta you gotta keep your head down, just keep working hard, you know. And then um, eventually you'll get like a chance to step up if you're doing good work and um, take that step, you know? It's, but at the end of the day, it really just is like a grind. So you just gotta be prepared to be prepared to grind. So yeah, you would say this is by far harder than any of like the other like high school jobs you've worked. That, oh, it doesn't yeah. even compare. Yeah, for sure. I worked as a lifeguard for, I wanna say about three or four years. Um, I worked at a donut shop. That was kind of fun. I got free donuts. Um, and then then I started working here, and it's just a huge, like, huge difference, like, unfathomable. Because when you're working at these jobs, like, especially at 18 years old, like, still in high school, a lot of these people you're working with are still kids, like, people your age. But uh, now I'm working with, like, pe- most of the people are, like, in their 40s, some people are in their 60s, 20s, you know, all different ages of people. And it's just a lot. It's a huge different environment, you know, like people are a lot more mature, but also at the same time immature. Oh, yeah, I've heard yeah. that a lot. Um, it's just a lot different environment. You got to be prepared for that shift, you know. I feel like especially with like any like adult jobs, you know, uh, instead of like your basic like job you get as a kid yeah. teenager it's like such a different shift mm-hmm. from working with like people your age people you're friends with to like people that you still may be friends with but are like so much older than you and have so much more experience it's just like awakening like oh i have so much to learn mm-hmm. like you walk in like e- even knowing like a little bit and you're like oh okay like i, I got a little bit of a head start no like these guys have 
some of these guys been working there 40 plus years and like they have so much over your head like they could do what i'm doing in their sleep so would you say like that opportunity to learn it's as much intimidating as much as it is you know some of the oh yeah for sure like um that's probably probably one of the scariest things is definitely like asking questions because I feel like a lot of people get scared, especially with some of these older people. Like I'm, I, I can get terrified of just asking for help from some of these guys, but you just gotta learn like, oh, these guys, these guys wanna help you succeed. Like, or their job also depends on what you're doing. So if you mess up, they mess up. And you don't wanna, you don't wanna be messing up because then you're making someone else mess up. So you learn to ask questions, learn, learn to just soak up like a sponge all you can and that's really all you can be like in any job is just be a sponge and just soak up as much knowledge as you can even if that's not like what you see yourself doing in the future because you can never know like what you can need down the road you know so they say like there's also a pretty strong sense of community oh yeah like um there's some of the, I went to I went to one of my coworkers' weddings um, oh, a few months ago, and like a lot of these guys, you see them all day. Like, I mean, I was stuck with this guy Mike, <laughs> who's uh, one of my closest friends. I went to his wedding, and um, but you're stuck with him, especially over the summer. I was stuck with him for twelve hours like a day working with them so you really get to know and like learn about some of these people and some of these co-workers you have and learn to like care about them all right is there is there a final message you have for those out there who are considering this or doing this right now or have thought about this at all um it's it's hard to get into um and and it's definitely a grind like i've said before but um if you just keep your head down and keep chugging you know then um, at the end of the day, like uh, at the end of the day, you'll you'll find some success or at least learn some things, you know, even if you don't do well in that field or that field isn't for you, just try and soak up as much knowledge as you can in any job. And, you know, knowledge is power. All right. Thanks again, Jack, for uh, spending some time with us. We really enjoyed having that interview. Uh, and we, I think we really have a lot of things to talk about. I was able to uh, boil down uh, the main takeaways from that interview to two main points. And I'll get into those right about now-ish. Does that work out? Does that work out for you guys? I think it, it works for me. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it now. Uh, the first being that working in a trade... No matter where you come from, uh, like whether or not you're a high school student right now, if you've had a job or you haven't had a job, or maybe you're just making the transition from what you're doing already and want to go into a trade, uh, it's going to be a bit of a shock. I think you know the difference in atmospheres and environments that are present in whatever work environment you end up in. I've heard this from not only Jack, but some other friends and family members of mine that do work in trades. That it's it's not gonna be, it's not gonna be very similar to anything that you've experienced before. I mean, you heard what the man was talking about. He had to, when he was just starting out there, he had to shovel out a dumpster 
containing God knows what in it, and it ended up getting covered in head and toe in everything that was in there. I mean, that alone, I think, is <laughs> that's probably more difficult and possibly even more disgusting than anything I've had to do in my, you know, in my year-long experience of working. And I've known Jack for, you know, a pretty long time. I've played sports with him. I've heard him talk about sports and the other jobs that he's worked. And he has never, ever described them the same way that he talked about what he does at Magna. I mean, not even like football practice, lacrosse, wrestling. He's never talked about any of those the same ways that I've heard him talk about, you know, the things that he does sometimes for his work. And for him, at least, I think he sees some fulfillment, some beauty in the struggle. And you know what? I think that a lot of people could also find that. But, of course, you have to actually go out and try it and do it first. So don't be turned off. I, okay, yeah. I guess that should be the main takeaway from this. It's not that it's – I mean, it is going to be hard. But the only way you're going to find out if you enjoy it is if you go and do it. So don't be turned off by how challenging it may be. Just I would if you at least think about it, give it a shot to see if you like it or not, because, you know, you can always go back and do something else if you don't. But you'll never know unless you try. That's really cliche and overused, I know. But that's at least one of the takeaways I had. Uh, and another one was that although, you know, the trade routes and the and the college route are they are different. Sure. In reality, they are a bit more closely related than you might think. How so, Sean? You're probably asking yourself, well, I have some thoughts on the matter. Uh, so for starters, uh, I think as we just went over, when when Jack started out working as a machinist, he got the less than desirable jobs. Now, this is often the case for college graduates. It's not like this isn't, I'm not saying this doesn't happen or that this is impossible, but more often than not, uh, when you come out of college, you you probably will not have a cushy thrown for an office chair, white collar, super high paying six figure job. That's just not the reality. You're probably going to start off at a position and doing work that, you know, is more likely than not less than desirable by most of the people that you work with. Again, much like what I said earlier, uh, don't get turned off by that. I mean, I think you at least have to try if, if you are interested in going down that path, you got to go through the mud much like Jack literally had to do. And that's at least one of the similarities in those paths. And another one is if you want to go by your own word, if you want to take ownership of your hopes and dreams and your life completely, you know, one of the ways that you do that is by opening your own business. That's how at least the way a lot of people do it. And for the college route and the trade route, it kind of involves the same thing. As was brought up in our interview, we asked Jack whether or not he wanted to have his own his own practice. And, of course, he talked about having his own welding. <clears throat> Excuse me, I had to clear my throat. His own welding practice. And much like having your own business, it definitely helps if you know, you know, top to bottom, the ins and outs of whatever it is that you're doing. So much like how if you wanted to operate your own business, like say opening up a coffee shop it would probably help if you had experience as a barista also it would probably help if you had experience in restaurant management so that you know how to operate your own restaurant much like how if you want to open your own trade practice whether you know it's an electrician practice or plumbing or hvac or welding it is extremely beneficial 
if you actually understand what's going on on both, you know, the, I guess the behind the scenes, the finances, the advertising, the networking, it helps if you know that. And that is, that can be learned by someone who does or doesn't weld or plumb. Plum. That's probably the first time I've ever used that as a verb. Maybe the first time anyone's ever used it as a verb. Don't don't quote me on that. Um, but it's very hard for someone who doesn't plumb or weld to understand what's going on on that aspect of the business. So what I'm getting at here is that in both aspects, whether you want to start your own business going the trade route or the college route, you end up starting in a very similar position and you can end up in a very similar position if you play your cards right and i'm not claiming to be an expert on this you know i'm just an 18 year old i'm just calling it like i see it but in the big picture in the grand scheme of things that's kind of the route that a lot of people have gone in the past if they want to be as you know as efficient or as knowledgeable as possible they have to get in at the ground level before they before they have their own business their own practice and their own passion, their own dreams. So, uh, that's going to be it for this episode. Uh, if you do stick around for this long, I appreciate you. I really do. Cause you know, we put a lot of work into this stuff and I don't want you guys to be missing out on anything. And I'll, since you stay this long, I'll let you in on a little secret. Um, soon enough, I want to be changing the outro music to some different things. I don't want to be too specific right now. But it's not that I don't like the outro music we have right now. It's just that I'd like to showcase the musical talent, uh, forgive my ego here, of myself and some of the other people that I know. Because I know that uh, although that music is great and I'm very proud of it, I think that it could be improved or there could be some tweaks and changes to how we end things. Maybe a cover of the solo from Hotel California. I don't know. That's just a little pipe dream of mine. But if you do stick around, uh, you might get a little Easter egg or a little treat at the end. And it may or may not be what I just said. So, with that out of the way, thank you again for tuning in. Hope you took away something from this. I enjoyed doing this. I hope you guys enjoyed listening. And, carpe diem, your your day. Goodbye.